It was 12 noon, the traditional time to go to lunch when you work for someone else. I got in my car and I proceeded to the traffic light and waited for the red light to turn green. <laughs> I was so frustrated because I was in transition from working full time to working for a temporary agency while trying to get my gift basket business going. I grabbed the steering wheel with both hands. My hands was just so gripped around the steering wheel and I started shouting out loud, when will it happen? Working for myself full-time seemed to be taking forever. But meanwhile, you have to work elsewhere to put food on your table. But within one week, my math calculations confirmed that I could stop working for the temp agency and start making gift baskets as a profession. If you've gone through such a transition, something similar to that, you know the feeling when you finally start making your gift baskets full-time, the elation, the satisfaction that you have. But such a transition doesn't come overnight. What does it take to go from part-time to full-time business owner, from making gift baskets as a hobby to owning a full-fledged business? Let's go over seven questions to answer to ensure that you continue with business ownership and don't ever have to return to working elsewhere. Stay tuned. Welcome to Gift Basket Business, where we discuss the ideas, triumphs, and challenges aspiring entrepreneurs and seasoned designers face in the gift basket world. I'm Shirley George Frazier, your host and author of How to Start a Home-Based Gift Basket Business, the Gift Basket Design Book, and I'm Chief Basketologist at GiftBasketBusiness.com. The transition you make from making gift baskets as a hobby to having a full-fledged business seems to take forever when you're not at that stage. As I said, you have to, well, you don't have to, but it you need to put food on the table and you need to take care of your bills. But meanwhile, you are doing everything possible to have a full-fledged, full-time business. So these seven questions that I'm going to pose are certainly not the only questions to ask yourself, but certainly they give you a grounding for what you have to do in the preparation for turning your business from a hobby to a business. In the course that I teach, Start Your Own Gift Basket Business, many of the students ask, well, when do I register my business? When do I know that it's not a hobby anymore and it's a full-fledged business? Well, these seven questions that you will answer on your own, according to wherever you are in the world, will help you to focus on what you need to do and what you need to prepare so that when you make the transition, you know that you are grounded, that you created a good foundation, and that you are on your way to having a truly successful full-time gift basket business. The first question is, are you committed to making gift baskets your profession? Sometimes you want to only make gift baskets as a hobby. You don't always want to have your hands in the shred. You don't want to create a whole studio. You just want to make gift baskets occasionally for certain people at certain times. You want to show off your artistry, your design sense. If that's what you want to do on a part-time, when you want to schedule, then that's what you do. 
But you really do have to search your heart and say to yourself, yes, gift baskets are for me. I love the designing. I can't keep my hands out of the shred. I want to possibly have staff when I need to or staff all the time. This is the kind of business that I want and that I know is going to be a part of my legacy. So really think about if you are committed to making gift baskets every day. Because every day you're going to have shred on the floor to sweep. Maybe you're not sweeping it, but it needs to come up off the floor to make for a pretty place where everything is organized the next day when you return. You do not want to think about gift baskets and say to yourself, oh goodness, am I still making these things? You want to always have a good heart when you are making gift baskets because you are distributing them to people who are elated about receiving whatever you make, whether it's individuals or you are bringing corporations together. Another question is, is your gift basket income as much as or equal to your expenses? And you certainly don't want, you really don't want your income to be as equal, equal to your expenses because you not only have gift basket, your gift basket business that you are making income for, you are making income for your home expenses as well. And this is where a profit and loss statement is going to help you to make the transition. You can look up online what a profit and loss statement is online if you don't know what one is, but basically is it is how much money you're bringing in and how much money you are taking out for your heating, for your electricity, for your mortgage or your rent, anything like that. If you have a checkbook, a personal checkbook, that is the beginning of your profit and loss statement because it says how much is coming in and how much is going out. So setting up your own profit and loss statement on a an Excel sheet or however you set it up, that's going to help you to understand how much income you need to keep your gift basket business running and your home expenses running and any other kinds of expenses you may have. Another question is, is your marketing enough to keep orders arriving and steadily growing? You must have a marketing system that continues to reach out to people who not only have purchased from you, but also people who have the potential to purchase from you. If you are in an area, whether it's metropolitan, very busy or laid back country area or rural, there are people who will steadily purchase your gift baskets if you steadily market to them and you make the kinds of gifts that they are looking for. Certainly people will be looking for 1-800-BASKETS or edible arrangements, anything like that. Sometimes they'll buy that. But if you continually market and have a system of marketing, you have the potential to keep your income strong and growing steadily. Your fourth question is, how much income do you plan to set aside for retirement? It's wonderful to keep making money with gift baskets and having a strong revenue. However, knowing how much you are going to take out of the business for your later years is a very important part of business ownership. When you're not working for someone else, you don't have a 401k, you don't have any other kind of retirement asset planning going on. You have to do this yourself. I happen to have not only an accountant, but a financial advisor. 
And we met each other through some connections that I had. And perhaps, hopefully, you have the kind of financial people in your life as well. But if you don't and you need help for retirement planning, those are the kinds of people, financial advisors, accountants, anyone like that, anyone who has a math degree in their background, those are the kinds of people that are going to help you with your retirement planning. And that is very important as part of your gift basket business in general and your life in general. Another question, the fifth question, are you ready to pay self-employment tax? Self-employment tax is a tax that is remitted to the Internal Revenue Service in the U.S. if you are in the U.S., but perhaps there's some other tax or some other payments that you need to pay if you're in Canada, if you're in Europe, Africa, or Asia. You need to know that you need to pay out a certain amount of money to whatever governmental group or is always looking for that money because you happen to be in business for yourself. Now, a certified, at least in the United States, a certified public accountant is going to help you to calculate the estimated taxes that you need to pay for these self-employment taxes or whatever taxes you need to pay according to the country you're in. So you need to be ready for that because when you work for someone else, again, at least in the United States, all kinds of different taxes are coming out of your paycheck. Well, you don't have a paycheck anymore. So there are certain taxes that you have to set aside, certain monies that you have to set aside for tax payments. The sixth question to ask is, how are you going to proceed with your business if your biggest account relocates or if they go out of business or any other situation that stops them from purchasing from you on a, a regular basis. This is why it is so important to not have just one big account for yourself. You need to have several different types of businesses purchasing from you, purchases, businesses and individuals purchasing from you so that you have a well-rounded group of accounts, of clients. You need to have a bevy of different types of companies purchasing from you so that you are not working with just one big account. And the seventh question is to have, well, it's not really a question. You need to have a good look, take a big look at the big picture. Look at all of the needs of your gift basket business. And your business is no different than a, a business in any other industry. You're going to need a webmaster, somebody to take care of your website. You need a bookkeeper. You need in-house staff when you have big orders. You need a marketer. You need a social media manager. Sometimes the marketer and the social media manager is not, they're not the same person. You need somebody to watch your inventory because sometimes if you run out of cookies or crackers, you don't want to go to a retail store and buy those items because you, you overlooked getting those kinds of products. You may need a shipping staff, someone who's going to box up the gift baskets that are ordered every week. You need a delivery driver. That's not always going to be you as you grow, as you steadily grow. Even if growth is small, you probably will not have the time to deliver the gift baskets on your own. You also may need a videographer and a photographer. Both people do not have to be the same, just like the marketer and the social media manager. So you can see all the components of your business and all of the tentacles, so to speak, 
in your business to keep it running like a well-oiled machine. There's a lot of moving parts to your business, similar to when a movie is ending. You see all of the people's names and all the parts that they played in the movie. Not only the actors, but the boom person, the caterer, the makeup artist, all those people. That's you when you start your gift basket business. But you don't want it to continue to be you because there are certain things in your business, certain parts in your business that people are going to do a lot better than you to take the stress off of your shoulders. And that's what you're going to want to do as your business proceeds. So that's the seven questions to answer. And one is not a question, but those are the seven parts of your business to consider before you go from hobby to business or before you go from part-time to full-time. You need to think about your commitment to making gift baskets as your profession. You're thinking about if the gift basket income that you're bringing in is much more than your expenses. Not equal to, as I had said, because you you don't want a break even. You want to make more income, certainly. You want to make sure that you are marketing in enough places to keep orders arriving and steadily growing. You also want to set aside money for retirement because you don't have another mechanism to set aside money for retirement when you don't work for someone else. You don't have that 401k or whatever kind of plan that is set up in your country for retirement. You need to make sure that some of your income is put away for you. You need to be ready to pay self-employment tax in the U.S. or pay whatever tax is necessary in the country that you're in because you are no longer on the payroll rolls for another company. So you have to make sure that whatever monies you need to pay to the governmental entity that is in charge of self-employment people, <laughs> self-employed people like us, is getting their share. And yes, their hand is out. You want to make sure that you proceed with your business, even if one of your big accounts stops ordering from you. You don't want to be put in a position where you are desperate for orders. You want to make sure that you have a nice range of individuals and corporations ordering from you week by week so that if one goes away, so to speak, you are still cushioned by the orders from other places. And then we wrapped up with looking at the big picture and all of your gift basket needs. And I talked about all of the, some of the components, but there are going to be other parts of your business that you want to watch out for beyond the webmaster and the social media manager and the shipping staff and people like that. There are certain situations going on with your business that you want to make sure that you are buffered against and that you don't have to do everything on your own. Because, oh goodness, that is a bit fatiguing. Well, that is it for this edition of Gift Basket Business. Thank you for joining me for seven questions to answer before you go from hobby to business and also from part-time to full-time. Next week, we are going to discuss another important topic that's going to elevate your notoriety in this industry and in the world and elevate your income. And be sure to rate this podcast through your favorite listening device. I'd love to know how these topics are helping you to learn, grow, and profit. I'm Shirley George Frazier wishing you baskets of success.